my friends, to the That's Ball Folks podcast. I'm your host, Josh Reynolds. This is episode four. I am joined by the voice of the Sixers himself, the Sixers public address announcer, Matt Cord. Have an awesome conversation. We dive into a million different stories of his. I'm really excited for you guys to hear it. But how's everybody doing? We have preseason basketball. I repeat, there is preseason basketball. Can't believe it. I'm so excited. Watching the Sixers last night, that first quarter, honestly, the first five minutes, brought me joy that I have been missing in my life (laughs) for quite some time. And I think Tyrese Maxey is the sole person to thank for that. He is unbelievable. Look, it's the first preseason game of the first year. It's preseason. I understand that. However, this was against the Nets, who were playing Ben Simmons, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving. Maxi had the first 10 points. He hit his first two threes, a little floater, hit a couple free throws. I, I'm trying not to overreact, but to even think that this dude has another jump that he could possibly make is so mind-boggling, like and I think he's actually going to do it. And I, I don't know, man. I was drinking the Kool-Aid before, but even just seeing that little glimpse, that little first quarter, we shot the lights out from three. Montrez Harold just dominating the boards. I I don't know. I'm 100% all in Philly this year. I'm going to be really annoying about it. I'm sorry. I'm saying that right out of the gate. Wow. Truly wow. Also, shout out Matisse. There were some quotes that have been coming out about Embiid, uh, from Embiid, surprisingly enough, who's just saying like, hey, shout out Matisse, man. He's actually been putting in work this summer and we've seen it. Again, not overreacting, but I totally am. Matisse looked great. I'm not going to lie. He got kicked a corner three uh, the very first time he touched it, and he did his classic like pump fake kind of spin back to the basket type of deal. I'm like, oh, boy, here we go again. And then it, the very next one, he hit a contested three. So his shooting form, his mechanics look just like a little different. I don't know if he's been working with the shooting coach or what, but – It just looks a little bit like he tweaks something. And I've watched that video of him shooting corner threes over and over and over. And my guy, uh, Trill, uh, bro dude, said, PJ Tucker talked to him and told him, camp your ass in the corner if you want to have a long career. We know he's a good defender. Just hit corner threes, man. That's it. Oh, man. I can't wait. Seeing also D'Anthony Melton out there, that dude has such long arms. His shot is just silky smooth. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know. I need to start fanning myself down right now recording this. I can't even. I can't get over it. I I genuinely can't get over it. Sixers, baby. Let's go. On the net side of things, it was it was nice to see Ben Simmons on a court again, just from a basketball fan perspective. I was not overly impressed with anything he did. But here's the funny part. What we saw last night is exactly who he is. Like, that is Ben Simmons. Yes, he's going to mesh in jail with Kyrie and Kevin Durant more, but, like, that's him. Niang put him in just a torture chamber down low, just locked his ass up. Ben had some crazy turnaround off the side of the backboard, and he also missed two free throws, which... Uh, I'm not. We're not going to talk about Ben much, but that was kind of funny. You have to. You have to appreciate that a little bit. But they'll be fine. They're going to be fine. Joe Harris looked rusty as can be. He's going to be fine. Him and Seth Curry staggering. Seth didn't even play. 
Like they're they're a good team. They're going to be good. I completely 100% forgot until the game last night that Royce O'Neal from the Jazz is on the Nets. He's going to be a great piece for them. He's a good player, man. He's a really good player. The problem with him in Utah was he was expected to be the best perimeter defender. Now he doesn't need to worry about that. He's just a solid defender and can hit open threes because he's going to get a lot of them. Brooklyn's going to be fine. They're going to be fine. They have zero fans. Nobody. It's a preseason game, but nobody's there. They have to beg people to go to their home games, and it's a shame. I'm not going to lie to you. You're going to have a very talented team, and uh, go. Go support them. Goodness gracious. Anyway, let's get back to Philly because it is quite the time to be a Philadelphia sports fan right now. The birds are looking nasty. 4-0, only undefeated team in the league. The game on Sunday was an absolute downpour, just sloppy, but they looked good. Defense banged up, still got the job done. Birds, man, they're looking scary, scary. Also, shout out to the Phillies. First time, they clinched it last night. First time in the playoffs since 2011. Looking back, somebody somebody tweeted out today that was like, hey, let me see a picture of you the last time the Phillies made the playoffs and what you look like now. So I'm like, oh, this is fun. Went back to 2011. Holy moly, 2011 was a long time ago. I can't believe it. I was on, uh, so for my religion, you can you have the option to serve a church mission. And I decided to, I opted in. You don't know where you're going. And I got called to serve in Dallas, Texas. So I was on my mission in 2011. And uh, holy moly, now I'm married with a kid. Making a, making a podcast. How about that? Shout out the Phillies though, man. Awesome. They did not make it easy on all Phillies fans. My goodness gracious. The last two weeks have been torture. But... They made it, and that's all that matters. So, it, yeah, I, I can't wait. I am very, very excited to see them. It, uh, why not? Why Go shock the world. Go Phils, man. Go Phillies. Anyway, just so unbelievably happy basketball's back. Like, no, not even any words to describe it. The start of the season is quickly approaching. We're going to start to see actual, real, meaningful minutes here soon, and I am so, 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 so stoked. I've got a giveaway going on right now with the guys at the PQ. We're giving away the Sixers uh, like long sleeve sweatshirt, some socks, and an Embiid jersey. So check that out. It's on Twitter. I'll post it on my uh, on my Instagram as well. But we're gonna, like I mentioned on the last episode, we're gonna be doing some sweet giveaways here soon. Um, a big Jazz one coming up. Another big Sixers one. So just uh, just yeah, keep an eye out for those. It's gonna be great. Also, I have to give a shout out real fast to my guy, Tie Dye Philly. If you're not following him on Instagram, you need to do so now. He makes the sweetest stuff. He sent me this tie-dye Philly versus everybody hoodie uh, that I'll post pictures of. I got to pick what patches I wanted on the sleeves. I'm not a Flyers fan, so I did not (laughs) put the Flyers. I told him, I'm like, hey, you're going to wonder why there's not a Flyers patch on the sleeve. I can't stand the Flyers. I'm a Devils fan. I know, I know, I know. So he sent it to me. It's awesome. I've got two. I've got like a Liberty Bell patch. And then a Phillies patch, a uh, retro birds patch, and a Sixers patch. And then he left me a nice little uh, a nice little thing on the inside of it. It's a little Devils logo. and says Devils suck. So, But shout out my guy for real. Go follow him. He makes the sweetest stuff. And uh, if you tell him I sent you, he'll hook you up with the, uh, with the little deal too. So shout out my guy. 
without further ado, let's dive right into my conversation with the one and only Maddie Cord. Matt's the man. Can't wait for you to hear this. So uh, let's dive into it. Let's go. Today, I am lucky enough to be joined by the voice of the Sixers himself. You all know him. We all love him. Matt Cord, the Sixers public address announcer. Matt, how are you? Josh, I'm doing great. How are you, buddy? I am doing well. I know I told you this earlier, but can't tell you how appreciative I am of you jumping on here with me. It's uh, You're a legend, so to have you on the podcast ah. means a ton. It's it's uh it's not a game day, so easy to do stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I genuinely appreciate it. So yeah. well, obviously we'll talk about all things Sixers, but before we right. do so, I want to talk right. about you. I, I there okay. there are a bunch of different questions I've got for you, but kind of before we just dive into that, I want to know where I know you're Philly through and through, but were you born in Philly? Did you grow up in Philly? What's uh what's kind of your backstory? Yeah, so Josh, I was born in uh, Buffalo, New York, a place called North Tonawanda, right outside of Buffalo. Uh, till I was about in second grade and then moved to Philadelphia. So, Oh, since you know, second grade. Yeah. You are. Yeah. Through and through. So I mean, my first sporting event ever was a Buffalo Bills football game at war Memorial stadium. Oh, wow. Jack Kemp was the quarterback and they, they tied Houston six, six. So, um, but you know, I grew up here. So yeah. 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 Well, what, yeah. When you say you're Philly through and through, I, I think second grade on that probably yeah. counts. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah so when did you i i want to know as far as your career goes right i know you you do radio you've been the voice of the sixer how long have you been the voice of the sixers for this is my 26th year wow Congra- yeah. 26 years congratulations yeah. thank you thank you when blast. did when did you like recognize like hey i've got a pretty good voice for this like how how does somebody yeah how does somebody in your shoes like when did you realize hey this is maybe what i want to do well, I, it came through radio. Like I started doing, I, I was in New York for a while trying to be an actor, struggling actor. And I was doing a few commercials here and there in my 20s. And then I started doing voiceovers in New York because my voice was kind of low. I had this low, you know, like, like an FM radio voice. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys I was doing voiceovers for owned a radio station out on, on the eastern end of Long Island and said, you should try, you know, the acting thing doesn't work out. You should try to get a, a radio tape together and, you know, try to get a shift in radio. And that's what I did. I uh, got a tape together and I started in radio out of Long Island at WBLI and Patchogue uh, doing the midnight to 5 a.m. shift on Saturday and Sunday for a couple of years and just gradually got my way up to better shifts and better radio stations. And, you know, so then I got my radio career going. And then when I was in Philly at WMMR early 90s, uh, there's a guy that used to run all the PR for the for the Wells Fargo Center and the Spectrum, Ike Richmond. And the Wings indoor lacrosse team was playing, and they needed a PA guy. And Ike's like, hey, why don't you do that? I said, I, I don't know anything about PA. I don't know anything about lacrosse. The guy, you'll be fine. You know, it was it was baptism by fire, Josh. I the first game was like, you know, and they were good. Like the Wings, when I started, they were winning championships and they were selling up the spectrum like. 16,000 rabid. Those fans were crazy. They're still wow. crazy. So I was learning on the fly and uh, yeah, I got used to it. And um, I did that for, you know, nineties all the way. So Pat, Pat Croce bought the Sixers. And when he bought the Sixers, I knew Pat because he would come to my radio station a lot and do stuff. He's like, Matt, man, I just bought the Sixers. I want you to be the announcer. Cause I love the way you do the games at lacrosse, how you, 
you yell at the opposing players when they get a penalty to get in the penalty box. I really didn't yell at him, but I was just, you know, you know, Buffalo penalty on, you know, John Tavares, get in the box. So, you know, I auditioned for the Sixers. I didn't get it. I came in like second or third. The guy who got it had, ended up having to leave the next year. So I stepped right in 97, 98. Amazing. Yeah. That, so the PA stuff was kind of by accident. Yeah, yeah. It, kind of by accident, but also you having your voice. I mean, that yeah. uh, there's no denying your talent, right? That's uh, that's really cool. Your boy Pat hooked it up. Yeah, yeah. I thank him every time I see him too. He rang so- the bell in a Sixer game uh, two years ago. I love it. I, and I have yeah. to say, obviously, I'm a Sixers homer, but yeah, I, I've been around basketball and sports my whole life. I've been to a bunch of different events. The way that you go about the starting lineups, the bell ringer, like I'm not just saying this in the entire NBA, there's nobody who gets everybody more hyped than you. It's not even oh, close. Thanks. thanks. It's, yeah, it's it, awesome. It, I, I love our, our whole system of, you know, visiting team, real low key, lights out, you know, the bell. And it's mm-hmm. always somebody like big or, so, you know, everyone's like, who's doing It's the biggest question I get every night I walk in the arena, John. Who's ringing the bell? I'm like, I don't know. Like, when do, you find, when, I, when do you find out? Sometimes, like two minutes before, if it's a really big name, because they don't want me telling anyone. You know, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not gonna tell anyone. Just, I, you know, I want to be prepared. I want to get, yeah, if it's Bryce Harper, I want to like get his stats down. If it's, you know, uh, Kevin Hart, I just want to know his latest move. Like, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't usually know right right off the bat, but yeah, the, the whole way we do the game presentation. You know, to that, and then the 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 video of our team, and then the pyro and our five guys coming out. It's just it's so exciting. It is. It's awesome. So, speaking of, you have to practice, right? I would imagine. Is this something that, like, hey, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror and practice, like people do before they give a speech, or what does your routine on game day look like? Yeah, game day. I do warm ups. So, um, I, I had a voice coach years ago, and I uh, I just do a exercises where you um like a singing exercise singers do it like you know ah and then ah oh and then, ah you go hired i do that for maybe 20 minutes sometimes i'm doing it in the car on the way yeah. to the arena just so i don't blow out my voice and your voice is nice and fresh in fact once i get to the arena i, I get my stuff together i look at the rosters and then i go back uh, where the aramark guys are back in the their room with all their supplies Mm-hmm. And there's like a little place in the back of the room where I do more vocal exercises and they all think it's pretty funny. Like there comes Matt with his exercises back here. That's more of a superstitious thing. Cause I only do them back there for maybe two to five minutes. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. So, so you do, you've got your own routine down that you can yeah. do. Oh, absolutely. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That man, that is, I absolutely love it. So as far I, as I, practicing, as far as practicing, like, like we got, you know, tomorrow's our first game. So I got, I, I don't know. I've tried a little bit on, you know, Montrez Harrell and PJ Tucker and Daniel House Jr. And who else we got? The Anthony Melton. Like, and those kind of things, you can't really practice. I, I practice them, but they just come organically during the game, you know? Yeah. Right? yeah. I still have no idea how I'm going to do PJ Tucker. Is it going to be PJ Tucker or PJ Tucker? You know, like, I'm like just kind of game, game time decision. Yeah, and then you want you don't want to like like when we had TJ McConnell, I, I I it was always TJ. The J was like real long, 
Like, I don't want to kind of rip off DJ. Yeah. <laughs> I like him, but yeah. So those kind of, you can't really practice. I always say it just comes to you during the game. I love it. And, and it gets different as the year goes on too. My first time I ever did Allen Iverson, but when I do him now, when he comes to the game, it's completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that's what I was going to ask you. Do players come up to you and say like, Hey, like, Maybe, maybe say it this way. Have you ever had that? Or is it all yeah, just, they kind of let you do your thing? Gosh, I'll go up to the new guys. If I can, if I have, if I see them, you know, I don't like, I won't go to the locker room or anything, but like when we got Harden last year in the trade, I, I, I saw him outside warming up and then he was going into the locker room and I caught him halfway. I'm like, Hey, I'm the new PL. Oh, yeah. And so I'm thinking of like, you know, James, the beard, Harden. He goes, no, no, go the beard. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, the beard, James Harden. For intro. Okay. You know, so. And then when he scores, it's James Harden. But when he hits a three, it's the beard. And but for intros, it's you know, uh, you know, from Arizona State, number one, the beard, James Harden. So he came up with that. So sometimes you know, and, and the Embiid thing, yeah. So Joe came up with the process. Uh, you know, it, it was supposed to be Hans because he was out for a couple of years, and I saw him at live in uh, 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 what's that? I'm blank. That 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 concert on the Parkway. Made in America. Oh, yeah. Right, right. So we were at that years ago. I know, four, probably about four or five years ago. And I said, Joel, you're going to start next year. Like, how do you, you want me to say, like, he goes, yeah, say Hans. Joel, Hans. what's, why Hans? That's my middle name. Okay. Joel, Hans, and beat. And then the very first game came. And uh, I said, I'm ready for the, he goes, no, 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 go the process. I, I want the process now. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I love. I it. ask the players. Sometimes they, you know, tell me what they like. For the most part, they, you know, they don't hear you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That well, that's a lot on you, right? Because, like you said, with James Harden, when he hits a three, you say the beard. Yeah. Like, do you ever? I, I know it obviously comes naturally, and you've been doing it so long that it's probably just like you don't even think about it. But oh, I've made mistakes. Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. What did yeah, you, yeah. you said it was baptism by fire when you first started? Yeah. But have there kind well, of been any blunders or any? There was a game last year it was so Matisse and Tyrese and it was Tyrese to Matisse for a shot. And I said, Matisse, instead of, Ty-, you know, I was like, Oh no, like that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I like, I said, I can't, you know, their names are kind of similar. And, but, but it was a couple of people behind me looked at me. I'm like, my bad. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> I, it was in October. So it didn't, didn't matter that much. I love it. Do you chat with people around you? Like, obviously you do your thing. You have to watch every single play that's going on, but like that, it, or who, who do you yeah. sit by? Uh, so I sit, uh, the official scorer sits to my left, Mike Sullivan, who's been doing it for a year. He wears the referee shirt. He's uh-huh. awesome. Mm-hmm. He knows the game better than anybody. You know, so if I have a question about anything, I just ask him as far as rules or fouls. And the guy on my right is Derek Hayes who's our VP of live entertainment. And he's been doing it forever. So Derek tells me, you know, he's basically telling me like what promos to read and, you know, get the crowd, uh, you know, 10 seconds. We're going to go to the hype video and stuff. So I talked to both those guys a lot, but the people we have season ticket holders to sit behind me and they've been sitting, you know, I know them because they sit every game. So okay. you know, I'll talk to them. They'll talk to me, you know, I'll, I'll get the stat sheet, throw it back to them and, you know, sometimes they'll be like yelling something and I'll be like, no, 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 no. That, that's not a second foul. Or we help each other. It's fun. It's loose. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, yeah. I love that. So another sometimes, thing- sometimes somebody will sell their tickets and they will like give them to like a Knicks fan. 
And then we start the game and the Knicks, I mean, I'll turn around like, dude, you got to calm down. <laughs> if you're going to be like this all game, it's going to be real. And I, I do it a nice way, you know, because, uh, you know, it's just, they're that close to you. Sometimes the, the, whatever they're yelling can come over when I press my mic over the PA. So. Yeah. That, well, that's what I was going to ask. And I'm glad that it's season ticket holders for the most part who sit behind you because yeah. they know and they get it. Yeah. 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 I, I love that. Amazing. Yeah. One other thing I want to ask you, yeah. uh, how is it from your perspective being featured in NBA 2K? Oh, that was so cool. Like, I got an email like about two years ago, right around this time. You know, you get emails, you're like, NBA 2K. I thought they're trying to sell me the game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I read into it. I'm like, we're looking to see if you'd be it. I'm like, really? Like, is this right? I showed it to my, my friend. We were out at a restaurant. He's like, yeah, email that girl back. <laughs> that looks like a real deal. And I did. And, uh, I've been out in LA uh, just about three times now. I've, uh, you know, I've done NBA 2K22, got the 23 here. Just got awesome. this in. Um, yeah, Brian Buell, who runs uh, all the, the voice stuff for that, and then the, the people out there in Van Nuys at uh, Mission Control Productions, like the, the husband and wife team that does the audio, uh, Arlene and Bill. We're like friends now. You know, it's like I go out there, and but it's it's tough. It's a long day. You know, you're out there for a week. And, um, you know, I, the first time I went out there, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go visit, you know, go to Disneyland or go down the beach. Yeah. And, uh, you're so played out. You're in the studio for like four or five hours just screaming every name, you know, George Niang. Are you a little more? George, you know, go down lower. All right. Now, George Niang is a final line for two. Every possibility, you know, obviously because the game, anything can happen. And you have to do it for every player in the NBA. Wow. Because in the wow. game, you can get me, say, if you're a Laker fan, you can get me to be the PA of the Lakers. So I have to say, LeBron James! And, and I have to say all these games, like, with total enthusiasm, which kills me. Yeah. But <laughs> part of the game. So it's a blast. But um, after every day, I just go right, right back to the hotel, drink, drink tea and throat lozenges. And, uh, you know, because you want you – want, this is a game that's going to be around forever. Like, yeah. you, want yeah. your voice, you want your voice to be the best it's ever been. For the game so of course, it's, of course. Yeah, it's a trip there's like a lot of young guys that i that don't really know me but know me now from from 2k you know that's so cool the gamer universe it, it's huge i never realized that I, I i'm starting to play now i'm not good at all but it's like it, it's it really is even with the nba having their own like 2k league and everything it's like yeah it's crazy. i'm yeah. not a big gamer myself but i'm with you it like opened my eyes to like wow this is giant and the visuals and you know the way they make the court look like it's the Wells Fargo center. And yeah. Yeah. It, it's great. They're great people. How weird was that for you trying to have the same enthusiasm reading guys who you've, you've, I guess, PA'd against for so long. Yeah. I would, after everyone, I'd tell the guys in the production, like, this is killing me. And they'd be laughing, you know, like, <laughs> I hate saying Jason Tatum with enthusiasm, you know, like, come on, Kevin Durant. Oh. But <laughs> It was fun. And I got to say a lot of our alumni guys, because there's a, uh, a a part of the game now you can play like the Sixers from 2001. Yeah. So, you know, like Aaron McKee and George Lynch and Matt Geiger. You know, like, so that was a blast to, to say those kind of names again. Amazing. Like, I'm friends with Todd McCulloch. Remember Todd? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he's out in he lives out in Bainbridge Island uh, in, off of Seattle. And I, I was like, dude, you're going to be in. <laughs> I'm saying your name again. <laughs> yeah that's, that was fun 
That's really cool. That is really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, I, I figured, obviously, I played the first year that you were on the game. I'm like, this is the greatest thing ever. How have they not been doing this beforehand? But now yeah. after hearing your your process yeah. of recording everything, I get it. That's a lot of work. And they got all the other announcers. So uh, it was neat. Like at certain times I'd be coming in and the Denver guy would be coming out or Minnesota, you know, so you get to meet these guys and, you know, how long have you been? That's the first question. How long have you been doing it? How long have you been doing it? You know? Are you, you have to be one of the, the longest tenured guys in the league, right? Yeah, I think I'm top five, maybe. Um, Lawrence Tantner, the Laker guy, I think he might be number one. He's been doing it, you know, since for forever. Yeah. Give it up for your Laker girls. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. He's like, he's the man. You know, he knew Dave Zinkoff, you know, the legendary Sixer guy. Like, yeah. First time I met Lawrence years ago at Lake Games. Oh, I, I remember my good friend Dave. I'm like, wow, you go back. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I might be like top five. So, so that 10, yeah. do you, do you know by chance who some of the newer guys are like how, how long they've been in? Um, I, I, uh, the, the Brooklyn guys knew he's probably like three or four years. Okay. Um, I think Minnesota just hired a new one. I mean, people don't leave these jobs. That's the nope. thing. <laughs> yeah. I always say to people, like I wanted 29 people in the world that have this job. Like it's you, not like you bounce around, you know, you, you really are. And I will say this. It, it just wouldn't be the same. So I told you I'm out here in Utah. Uh, yeah. We're season ticket holders for University of Utah football. And two years ago, they changed their PA guy. And uh-huh. the very first game of the season, nobody knew. And so when he started talking, everyone was like looking around at each other like, what? Yeah. And it throws everything off. So, I mean, I, I'm 31 years old. Ever since I've been going to Sixers games, you have been the voice. So, like, if any new person stepped in, it'd be like, this isn't even the team I know and love. That's so cool. Thank you, Yeah, yeah of course. I, I genuinely mean it. I'm not just being like a, yeah. a kiss up. But, I, uh, yeah, yeah, when I say you're the voice of the Sixers, you, you are the voice of the Sixers. Okay, friends. I want to give a huge shout-out to Griffles Plasma, which, if you're new to the podcast, you may not know I'm pumped about. When you feel like going and making a difference, dude, donating with Griffles Plasma is a super easy way to show your good side. Because your plasma donation can be a game changer for a whole lot of people. Kind of like how the Ben Simmons-James Harden trade was a major game changer for the Sixers. Every time you donate with Griffles Plasma, your one donation can be used to make up to five different medicines. That's a whole lot of good side you can share, plus you receive compensation. Now, before you go, follow the suggested Griffles Plasma wisdom. Hydrate. Hydration is vital. Donating with Griffles Plasma is safe and easy, but you always want to hydrate pregame and postgame. Plasma makes medicines, and a whole lot of people depend on these medicines. Donate today, find a center at grifflesplasma.com, and tell them Josh sent you. This advertisement is a paid promotion. Are you sick of spending time caring for your lawn? Have you spent too much time mowing it or even just keeping it alive? You tired of wasting resources and money watering it? If you are like me, the answer is yes to all of those. You should consider artificial grass. Beehive Turf out of northern Utah will transform your yard into looking beautiful all year round. Check out Beehive Turf on Instagram. Give them a call today for a free quote. Beehive Turf, take the sting out of caring for your lawn. So, okay. So we've walked through what your background was like. We walked through your routine and kind of what your day game, uh, your routine on game days look like. 
I want to hear some of your favorites. Obviously, you've been doing this a long time, 26 years. Do you have a favorite game or moment uh, that you've been able to call? Um, there's a few. It's hard to, like, pinpoint one, Josh. Like, I got to do the 2001 NBA Finals. That, that was, you know. How do you talk about Playing the Lakers, playing Kobe and Shaq. And, you know, there's, um, you know, Destiny's Child. I'm introducing them at halftime, and they're getting booed. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan are behind me. And, uh, you know, but it was just, yeah. That you was can't, pretty, to- you then, can't top that. Yeah. And then the very next year, we held, we had the all-star game. So I got to do the all-star game Michael Jordan's last all-star game, you know, to introduce me. He was a wizard, but it was like still amazing just to introduce him and do the whole weekend of all-star. I did uh, like, now they bring in another different announcers for all-star Friday. So I did Friday, I did Saturday and I did Sunday, you know, I did what was that like contest. calling the dunk contest and like the three point contest? It was fun. It was a lot of work, though, because the, if I remember correctly, our slam dunk that year, Gerald Wallace and it might have been Jason Richardson. It was almost a tie. Like they didn't know who to give it to. Yeah. And it was it wasn't it wasn't a great dunk contest. And, you know, some years they're not. It wasn't a great one in Philly. And it was kind of weird, like at the very end, like, well, we'll give it to Gerald Wallace, you know. But, <laughs> but yeah, it was just a lot of work. It was it was um, I work in radio, so I had to take the whole week off of radio because we had rehearsal every day, like nine in the morning and go down and that's what we're doing. You know, NBA entertainment is, you know, halftime was like, you know, Elton John coming up in a piano and, you know, Alicia Keys doing the national anthem. Yeah. It was great. It was like a holiday. It was like a movie being on a movie set for a week. Yeah. I believe it. So those two stand out, but I always say now that my biggest thrill was, uh, was Kobe's last game. Uh, you know, he announced his retirement like a couple of days before because he knew he was coming to Philly Mm-hmm. January 1st of 15. And that, that was process year. We were, I don't even think we had won a game up to that. But we were like, Oh, and 19. Yeah. And we had Kobe. And every time Kobe came in before that, we introduced him as a, you know, six, six guard from lower Marion, you know, number 24, Kobe Brown or number eight, whatever. And it was never any love in this game. Derek, who's our, our live editor. He's like, let's give him a good one. You know, this last game. And some people were mad. Like some people were like, they were bummed that you did that? Yeah, the, the diehard Philly fans, you know, you can't do that. He's on the Lakers. But I remember the, like, the lights went down. I'm like, a 17-time NBA All-Star, third highest score in the NBA, two-time MVP, two-time finals, and five-time NBA champ, you know, uh, from six-six guard from Lower Marion High School, where he won the title in 1996. You know, and, and it went on and on. And it went, mm-hmm. Kobe, Brian, and, and now they, they use it for different things. Like Snoop Dogg put it in a song. No way. Wow. You're in a Snoop Dogg song? Yeah, yeah. There's a song about Kobe, and it's my intro, parts of that intro. And then they did a, a moment of silence in a, I guess the team his dad played in Italy. Okay. And they used that intro for Kobe. That's so, so cool. That was a night you didn't think it was going to be spent. You know, you knew it was going to be different. But after that, and, you know. Kobe passing away a couple of years after that, which is wow. That was yeah. especially. Yeah. I love that you, that you called an intro to Kobe like that. That was, I was lucky enough to be there and that was, there, yeah. yeah, that was one of the cooler. I, I mean, again, like you said, we, we knew it would we be won cool. The game. Yeah. We had the process Sixers ended up winning. Yeah. 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 But that was the hype, you know, that, that was like a, it was like a playoff game, you know, it was sold yeah. out 
every news media in the world was there. Everybody wanted to see, get on the court. You know, him afterwards, the press conference. And, you know, I saw him in the hallway, walked by him. He said, hey, thanks for that. That was a good intro, man. I'm like, you know. That's so cool. At least cool. I could do. Yeah. That's really cool. Uh, that, so uh, those that, are, I think that stands out. Yeah. It, yeah. Those are your top three is pretty. Uh, all yeah. three of those are pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So those are your best. What about your funniest? I'm sure there, and we'll talk about this in a sec, but I'm sure there are some names that are, have been so hard to pronounce. Yeah. My, my biggest gap, I tell this story a bunch of times is um, Carl Malone uh, was you know, obviously with, with Utah and it was a preseason game and in preseason games for a while, we would, we would introduce everybody on the preseason roster, which is a lot of guys. It's a ton. You know, like over 20. So we do all, all 15 guys on, on index cards. And then the starting five would be the last five. So I'm flipping through all these names and then I get to the starting five, you know, and I'm like, you know, Andre Karolinko and John Stockton. And then as I flip Stockton, like Malone's card sticks to his and I go right into Greg Ostertag, I think, and, you know, Calvert Cheney or somebody. And then I'm like, Oh crap. I did say Malone. Like, well, maybe, maybe no one will know, you know, it's preseason. It's not that crowded. And then all of a sudden, you can't go back because as soon as I do the visiting team, lights go down. Of course. And, go video and I got no art team. So that all happens. And like, I'm like, oh, okay, no one's, no one's yelling. I didn't hear anything in the headset. Like, and I knew I skipped it. All of a sudden, here comes Carmelone walking down the table. He's looking. He's like, which guy's the announcer? I said, oh, that would be me. He's like, let me introduce myself to you. 14-time All-Star, two-time <laughs> MVP. I'm on the 50th anniversary team. I'm a 6'9 power forward from Louisiana Tech, number 32, Carl Malone. He said, listen, your card's stuck. Uh, and I'm showing him the card. See the staples here? So when I flipped it, that staple grabbed your – he's like, the staples? That, that's why – staples? <laughs> staples? And he walked away, Josh, and he was mad. I was like, it ruined my night. Like, I was like, oh, my goodness. How did I do that? <laughs> so the next year, we actually played him again uh, preseason. Uh-huh. And I, I, I didn't mess up this time. I gave him a good intro. <laughs> and he looked at me as right before the game. And he goes, I knew you had it in you. He, rem- you he remembered. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, I knew you could do it. So that was, you know, and that was early in my career, too. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't, didn't have that much uh, longevity. But so that was good. And then what was next? Oh, hardest hard names. Yes. Well, Giannis is the hardest. Of course. <laughs> you know. It has to be. Yeah. And the, when he first started in the league, you know, before he was Giannis Antetokounmpo, I remember one game, I went up to him during shoot-around. I'm like, hey, how do you say your name? You know, I, I want to – he's like, practice with me, you know. Antetokounmpo. And I'm like, okay, I, I'm, no, no, try this way. Antetokounmpo. I'm like, Ante, no, 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 try it again. And we tried it, like, went on for like a minute. And I kept messing it up. And he looked at me and goes, don't worry. No one will know but me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so he, he's kind of, it sounds like he's always been that humble, humble guy. Yeah. 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 This, and this is, this is like, it might've been his rookie year or, or his second year. So he wasn't that well known. I was just yeah. trying to get it right. You know, like, you know, I can spell it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's tough. And then, you know, way back when you had uh, Zadrunas Elgaskis was hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had tricky names like, like Darren Williams. He used to play for Utah. And, and yeah. he spelled his name D-E-R-O-N. So if you don't know basketball, you're calling him Durant, you know? Of course. Um, so those kind of names. I always remember Goran Dragic. When he first came in the league, 
I, uh, I think it was Phoenix he played for. Mm-hmm. And I go, I went up to their PR guy and he's like, how do you say this one? He's like, it's Goran Drakic, like Jokic, but Dragic. I'm like, okay. <laughs> and every time I see him, it's like, it's like Jokic, Goran Dragic. That's amazing. Yeah. It's one way to remember it. Right, right. But I'll go up to guys before the game if I get if I have time and ask him, you know, how to, you know, Dennis Schroeder. It looks like Schroeder. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Schroeder, you know. So I'll go up to him beforehand and, and try to get the exact. But Sweet. it's harder. Like like 25 years ago, there's maybe like uh, one European on every other team, you know, and now it's, you know. They're everywhere. Yeah. 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 Tough days. What was that like during the process years when we went through so many different players? Obviously, oh. I, I, I can only imagine from your perspective, it was probably every yeah. home game, we'd have at least one new guy. Right. He'd be checking in and we'd be like, Who's this guy? Like, and we, we wouldn't know until he took off his warmups to see his number. <laughs> a lot of guys don't take off their warmups until they go right now. They sit in front of the table and they're I'm like, could it be this guy? Could it be that guy? <laughs> and it's funny now, like we'll have guys come in from other teams and then we'll be like, Oh, he was, he was on our team during the, during the process year. <laughs> I remember him. I think I said his name like once, but yeah, that was different. You know, like every, almost like every game, it seemed like there was somebody new. Yeah. You, know, you, that, you have to be the only one in your profession, in your position who had to live through something like that. Cause that, that was insane. I mean, nobody will ever have to say that many names on their own home team. Again. Yeah. The 10 win season was pretty, yeah. I, I don't think a lot of people ever did, you know, that those no. are the games where I get there and they'd be like, yeah, you don't need a microphone tonight. <laughs> There's not enough fans, you know, <laughs> but it was also great. For, Cause I get hit up for tickets a lot. And then yeah. the, back in those days, we, you know, what do you need? 10? Sure. Anything. You know, now yeah. it's like, forget it. You know, that, that was the good thing about the process years is like a lot of my friends got to come to games. A lot of my nieces and nephews got good seats. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was, I mean, the upper bowl, you could get in the building for like a dollar, yeah. maybe less than. Yeah. You could buy, I saw that like you could buy a whole rows for like, you know, under $10. That's insane. It, it, I'm sure you more than anybody can appreciate. I mean, you've been doing this so long. You've seen Iverson, you've right. seen a finals run, you've went through the process. So does it kind of give you, do you ever have like a moment where you take a step back and you're like, wow, like I have seen everything, but now looking at our team today, it's like, wow, I've literally been a part of this entire journey. Yeah, I do. But it's, sudden, it's funny now, now that we're good, people will see me at, you know, season ticket holders or somebody out. Hey, you must be having now, and it must be fun doing this now. I'm like, it was fun doing it during the process years. Like, it, yeah. it, it was different, but it was still a blast. It wasn't like I was embarrassed or anything. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's the highs and lows. And, and you know, we went to, I've been doing it 26 years. I've been to the finals once. Like, I want to go back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yep. please. Yeah. You know? No kidding. So you don't take any, anything for granted at all anymore. That's for sure. No kidding. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Speaking of process, do you have a favorite process sixer? Um, Isaiah Cannon. Cannonball. I mean, Cannonball. Isaiah Cannon. Henry Sims. Oh, yeah. Um, and Tony wrote, because. Of course. I think he came up with the process. I don't. There, there's different people to tell you who came up with it, but he was just such a. He was so fun to watch. He never knew what he was going to do. Like, yeah. He was like the Energizer Bunny. He'd come up, he'd have the head of steam, he'd be dribbling, dribbling. And I, you know, I got to say, right in. I got to roll the R, the WR or whatever. 
Um, so yeah, those are my, I think. But then every now and then, we, I'll be with some buddies and we'll just do a game where we just bring up process things. So. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many of them. It is, it's yeah, fun we, to go through the list. Yeah, we were like, the other night, we're like, who was 88, the Russian guy? And, you know, like, <laughs> Alexi Sped? There you go, see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, no, the process years were a blast in that respect, you know? Yeah, yeah. So many people like yourselves that could, you know, could mention those names and get a, get a kick, kick out of it. Of course, I, I feel like the process, obviously the whole process era and the process itself was such a unique thing, but it's almost one of those things that if you were there and you like were a fan of it, or at least a yeah. fan of the team during it, then you can appreciate it way more than anybody way else. Way more. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Process uh, years aside, who's okay. your favorite all-time sixer? Um, that's got to be, well, Iverson, obviously, because, you know, I, I probably said his name more than anybody and he comes back a lot. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I love it. When he comes back, the intro never gets old. You know, I, I, it, it's funny. Like he'll come back to a game and he comes in a few times a year now. Yeah. And they'll be like, Iverson's here. And then they'll write his intro on the card. I'm like, I don't need an intro. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get this away finally, from me. A six, six, nine, you know, like, I know this with my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, uh, I I, I kind of have a soft spot for that 2001 team. I I loved um, Todd McCulloch, and we're still good friends today. Aaron McKee, um, uh, and then like a little further on, like Kyle Corver and I are still really good friends. Uh, I, re- I always rooted for Kyle when he wherever yeah. he went. Yeah. Sixers, Utah, Chicago, the Hawks. Um, T.J. McConnell, you know, great guy. He still comes back. How can you not uh, love TJ? Yeah. And I, and I kind of, I'm going to say I'm best friends, but I kind of have a relationship with Steph Curry in a way. Like we talk, like every time he comes in, like there's that thing on the, that went viral with him watching me do intros and he was really yeah. into it, yeah. me doing our team and he high five me. So like, he'll come in and he'll be like, Hey, you know, how you, your voice is good tonight. Like, I'm like, wow, this is Steph Curry. That's amazing. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd have to say, I, I have a soft spot for the 2001 team. Yeah. Makes, makes perfect sense. What was that like when Curry was, I mean, you, you clearly knew he was right there, right? When you were doing your thing. Yes. What was that like? Did you feel like kind of extra pressure? Or were you like, Oh man, I've got to have, no, I, no, Joe, I was showing off. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. and it was, I was really mad because that was one of the games where uh, Joel wasn't starting. He was, he wasn't starting that night. So Ben went last. Yeah. Cause you know, Joel's my, I love doing Joel. Yeah. I turn around up process and I stand up and go and beat. So even after I saw him the next year, I was thinking, hey, uh, Joel, start. You got to see my Joel. <laughs> he was like, calm down. <laughs> but yeah, as he's doing it, you know, as I'm doing it, he's like into everyone. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. And then he high fives me. And then I'm like, oh my goodness, I wish I had this on tape. But I turn around and everybody has, wherever Steph goes, it's video. It's, yep. No matter what he does in his life, there's like five guys. I got it. I got it. You want me to send it to you? I got it. Like, oh, that's right. It's Steph that's, Curry. That's so awesome. Yeah, that clip yeah. is that clip's amazing. No, you know it's a great clip for uh, every now and then. I'll do career days. You pull you pull that one out. Like the yeah, kids, you get everybody's attention there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you What are you done? Oh, you want to see this one? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Can you high five, Steph Curry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. That's a good one. Okay, just a couple more questions for you. But yeah. one, one I just, while you were talking, I thought of that I think is so interesting. Yeah. You almost, I mean, I don't know if you ever feel this, but 
it almost falls on you to kind of get everybody up and like excited for it. You do such a good job coming out like right before tip off. You always say like, we're on national TV. This is a home right. court advantage. Right. Like you get everybody. Feel that up there. South Philly home court advantage. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Do you feel like, is, is it ever hard for you to get up and like get pumped about it? Or is it the same thing every day where you walk in and you're just like, I'm here, man. Like it, just being yeah. here gets me excited. Yeah. I look at it. Josh is like, I'm the lead singer of the rock and roll band. You yep. Know? I can't, I just can't go in there and not do it like a hundred percent. You know, that's why like game day, I have such a different ritual. Like, you know, I, I got to take a nap and I got to get there early and I got everything's exact same or it throws me off. You know, it's a completely different routine out of any other day of my life. And it's, yeah, you're the show, you know, it's, you get, you're, you're in charge and there's no, no excuse for not being into it. Okay. Yeah. You know, even during the process years or even now if we're playing like, you know, tomorrow we're playing Cleveland preseason, you know, it's not going to be crowded, but you got to get into it. Like, this yeah. is it. Yeah. I always just say, you're the lead singer. Go, Mick Jagger. Get yep. on stage. You know, so that's the way I look at it. I love it. That's a perfect way to look at it. Yeah. 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 That is that is very cool. Okay. Just a couple more questions. What is one thing you've got to experience, obviously, way more than the average Sixers fan? What is one thing from your perspective that you wish every fan could experience? Sitting next to me at the table during intros. Yeah, it's such a it's such a cool experience. The whole timing, you know, the visiting team, the lights go down, the the bell comes out, you know, the, the and then the pyro and then the video. And just to be like, I've had my niece sit next to me, and she's got Down syndrome. She's a huge Sixer fan. She knows everything about. She actually rang a bell. Uh, That's so yeah. awesome. But yeah, to see someone else sitting next to you and watching that whole, it's the coolest part of the job is intro. You know, like. It's that, that's it. That's I mean the whole job's great, but no, that's you. Know, it's yeah. all you. So to have someone being able to sit next to you or sit near you, you know, like I've had my girlfriend sit behind me and she's like videotaped me from behind, and you know, it's just it's a neat experience for someone to see it for the very first time. That's really cool. Well, yeah. I selfishly, I've been to plenty of Sixers games, but my first one I make it out to this year, I may hit you up and try yeah. to at least be yeah. close by. Yeah, try to get you back. Yeah. That'd be, it's, it's a blast. I would it's love that. Yeah. That would be very cool. All right. We'll end with this. What are you looking forward to most this season? Obviously, we made some huge additions in the offseason, which I think every Sixers fan was kind of surprised with how much change we made with how little wiggle room we had. But with the changes, with everything going in, I think the expectations are at an all-time high. What are you looking forward to most this year? Um, advancing past the second round. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, like I watched the game last night and, and you know, Tyrese came out and he like had the first, like that, this kid is going to be special, you yeah. know, and he's just, he's going to keep getting better and better. You got Joel, obviously, who's been runner up for MVP the past two years. He's great. Harden looks amazing. Tobias looks amazing. We got a great bench now. I mean, PJ Tucker, Montrez Harold, Anthony Melton, um, you know, and Matisse. It just, if we all stay healthy, this team can compete with anybody. You know, yeah. and I, and, and, you know, it's Doc's third year, right? It's mm-hmm. third year. Yeah. I mean, and our, our, our coaching staff is, you know, think about our assistants, you know, like, like Sam Cassell and um, uh, Dave Yeager, like all these guys that could be head coaches other places are still with Doc. So I think that whole, you know, the fact that we're all still together, this team has been through a lot. They're healthy. They got, a, got, got a lot tougher in the off season. You know, we got some, 
We've got a much better bench. So, I, you know, I, obviously it's the beginning of the season. Everyone, you know, you can talk like that if you're, you know, any team. But I, the way what what you know we did in the off season, I, I'm really excited. Yep. I couldn't agree with you more. And to your point about the assistant coaches, I think that gets overlooked all the time, but yeah. when Utah, when Quinn Snyder left Utah and they started doing their coaching search, I a hundred percent, I'm like, okay, Sam Cassell or Jaeger yeah. are going to get picked up. And the yeah. fact they didn't, it feels like every championship team that wins it has yeah. just a plethora of assistants that end yeah. up being head coaches. Yeah. yeah. Dan Burke, you know, our defensive guy, like he's great. And uh, we have a guy named Brian Adams. Like, you know, there's, you look at all these guys, it's like, wow, this is a good staff. Yeah. You know? Yep. So, I, I agree. Sky's the limit, Josh. Sky's the limit. Well, there's nobody better to call it. Truly, Maddie, you are the man. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, um, thanks. I, this has been awesome. Truly, I'm not kidding. Like when I say you're the voice of the Sixers in my entire life, like when I think Sixers basketball, That's I think so you awesome. and your unreal outfits, every single game, you got a different <laughs> hat, you got yeah, a sweet yeah. hoodie going. Well, I, yeah. real fast before we leave, is that something they just like let you do? Or is that something that you're like, hey, I'm, I'm rocking a different outfit every single game. And they're like, great, do your thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I started wearing the hats because the lights bothered me in the arena. Like, you know, okay. the ref would hold up a number and I'd be like, and then the, the hat kind of cuts off the lights. But then like, once I started wearing different hats, like, yeah, you got it. Now, now I got a serious hat game. You know? Yeah, it's, I was going to say, it's, it's you. You're, you, I'll when I picture up, you, I'll, you're in a hat. I'll go up to the store before the game, like at five o'clock, you know, whatever they're calling it this year. And I'll, I'll go in there and I'll be like, Oh, I don't have that. And I'll buy hats. Like I, I, guess oh, I use my oh. discount, but awesome. you know, I'm, I'm staying in line with the other people. Like I don't have this hat. I need this one. <laughs> so, yeah. I love it. I, yeah. Yeah, I would argue that your, your Sixers hat game probably rivals anybody else on earth. Ah, thank you, dude. Of course. I mean it. What again, Maddie, such an honor. Thank you so much for joining me. I really Welcome, appreciate Josh. it. I'll see you soon. All right. Sounds good. I hope you all enjoyed my conversation with Matt Cord. What a guy. That dude is the man. And again, congrats to him. 26 years. That's a long, that's a long time. Anyway, what a great dude. Thank you all for listening. As always, please feel free to like and subscribe, leave a review. Love all of you guys. Really excited to, uh, to, for you guys to hear our, uh, our episode next week. Going to be another good one. Hope you all have a fantastic week. Be nice to each other. And, uh, that's ball, folks.